Testamentary Succession Presumptive legitimate is understood as the equivalent of the legitimate children's legitimate, assuming that the spouses have died immediately after the dissolution of the community of property. Presumptive legitimate is required to be delivered to the common children of the spouses when the marriage is annulled or declared void ab initio, and possibly when the conjugal partnership or absolute community is dissolved, as in the case of legal separation. Failure of the parents to deliver the presumptive legitimate will make their subsequent marriage null and void under Article 53. Distinguish a modal institution than substitution and simple substitution to pedicomissary substitution. A modal substitution is the institution of an heir made for a certain purpose or cause, while substitution is the appointment of another heir so that he may enter into the inheritance in default of the heir originally uh, instituted. In simple substitution of heirs, the testator designates one or more persons to substitute the heirs instead in case such heirs or heirs should die before him or should not twist or should be incapacitated to accept the inheritance. Pedicomissary substitution, the testator institute a first heir and charge him to preserve and uh, transmit the whole or part of the inheritance to a second heir. In a simple substitution, only one heir inherits in a pedicomissary substitution, both the first and second heirs inherit. Tudor device Divino in his codicil that a track of sugar land with obligation on the part of Divino on his heirs to deliver to Bettina a specified volume sugar per harvest during Bettina's lifetime. It is also stated that in the codicil that in the event the obligation is not fulfilled, Bettina should immediately seize the property from Divino or latter's heirs and turn it over to Tudor's compulsory heirs. Divino failed to fulfill the obligation under the codicil. Does Bettina have a cause of action against Divino? Yes. Bettina has a cause of action against Divino. This is a case of a testamentary disposition subject to a mode. And uh, the will mo uh, or in the will itself provides for the consequence uh, if the mode is not complied with. To enforce the mode, the will itself uh, gives Bidina the right to compel the return of the property to the heirs of Tudor. A modal institution is the institution of an heir made for a certain purpose or cause. Sample of Pedicomissary Substitution Raymond single name is Resterofa in his will as a device of a parcel of land which he owned. The will imposed upon Rupa the obligation of preserving the land and transferring it upon her death to her illegitimate daughter, Scarlett, who was then only one year old, Raymond later died, leaving behind his widowed mother, Rupa, and Scarlett. Is the condition imposed upon Rupa to preserve the property and to transmit it upon her death to Scarlett valid? When obligation to preserve and transmit the property to Scarlett was imposed on Rupa, that is, Tito Raymond intended to create a pedicomissary substitution where Opa is the fiduciary and Scarlett is the PD commissary. Having complied with the requirements of Article 863 and 869, the PD commissary substitution is valid. <coughs> Next, if Scarlett predeceases Rupa who inherits the property, 
If scarlet predeceases Rupa, the Pili Commissary substitution is rendered null or ineffective under Article 863. The Pili Commissary clause is disregarded without prejudice to the validity of the institution of the fiduciary. In such case, Rupa shall inherit the device free from the condition. Third, if Rupa predeceases Raymond, can Scarlet inherit the property directly from Raymond? In a Pelicusmari uh, substitution, the intention of the testator is to make the second heir his ultimate heir. The right of the second heir is simply postponed by the delivery of the inheritance to the first heir for him to enjoy the usufruct over the inheritance. Hence, when the first heir predeceased the testator or Rupa predeceased Raymond, the first heir did not qualify to inherit and the right of the second heir to receive the inheritance will no longer be delayed provided the second heir is qualified to inherit at the time of the testator's death. In pedicomissary substitution, the first and the second heirs inherit from the testator. Hence, both should be qualified to inherit from the testator at the time of his death. In the problem, when Ropa predeceased Raymond, she did not qualify to receive the inheritance to enjoy its use of rock. Hence, the right of Scarlet to receive the inheritance upon the death of the testator will no longer be delayed. However, Scarlet is not qualified to inherit from Raymond because she is barred by Article 992, being an illegitimate child of Raymond's legitimate father. The device will therefore be ineffective and the property will be disposed of by intestacy. Qualification of blind as testator and as a witness. Stevie was born blind and uh, can speak English. As a testator, if he is of legal age and of sound mind at the time of execution of the will, Stevie, a blind person, can make a notarial will subject to compliance with the two reading rules and the provisions of Article 804 and 806. As a witness, Stevie cannot be a witness to a will. Article 820 provides that any person of sound mind and of age of 18 years or more and not blind, deaf or dumb and able to read and write may be a witness to the execution of a will. However, when he is a testator, the will must be read to him twice, one by one of the subscribing witnesses and again by the notary public before whom the will is acknowledged. Preteration is not applicable for the spouse. Because civil code provides that only compulsory heirs in the direct land can be preterited. Defects of a will. The one who prepared the will, who also uh, one of the three witnesses, violates the three witness rule. If there is no marginal signature at the last page of the will, the attestation did not state the number of pages upon which the will is written, and no pagination appearing correctly in letters on the upper part of the three pages, as well, versus CA. Cause of a valid initiative When a child or descendant leads a dishonorable or disgraceful life, the running off with a married man, there is sufficient cause for disinheritance. Preterition Question. Mr. Cross Widower has three legitimate children, A, B, and C. He executed a will instituting as heirs to his estate of 1 million, his two children, A and B, omitting C, and his friend F. Upon his death, how should Mr. Cruz's estate be divided? Assuming that the institution of A, B, and F 
His friend, where to the entire state, there was pretrition of C, since C is a compulsory heir in the direct line. The pretrition will resort in the total annulment of the institution of heirs. Therefore, the institution of E, B, and F, his friend, will be set aside, and Mr. Cruz's estate will be divided as in intestacy, equally among A, B, and C as follows. A. 333.3 thousand pesos B. 333.3 thousand pesos and C. 333 thousand pesos Supposing in the same question, Mr. Cruz instituted his two children A and B as his ears and more uh, but gave legacy of 100,000 to his friend F. How should the estate be divided? On the same assumption, there was preteration of C. Therefore, the institution of B and B is annulled, but the legacy of 100,000 pesos to F shall be respected for not being inofficious. Therefore, the remainder of 900,000 will be divided equally among A, B, and C. It's died leaving a last will and testament where it stated that he was legally married to W by whom he had two legitimate children A and B. H devised to his said first ears the entire estate except the pre-portion which he gave to X with him or uh, that uh, stayed with him at the time of his death. In the will, he explained that he had been estranged from his wife W for more than 20 years and been living with X as man and wife since his separation from his legitimate family. In the probate proceedings, S or X asked for the issuance of a letter statismatary in accordance with the will wherein she is named sole executor. This was opposed by W, the legal wife, and her children. Should the will be admitted in said probate proceedings? Yes, the will may be probated if executed according to the formalities prescribed by law. Is the said device to uh, X who has been his common law spouse valid? No, the institution giving X the proportion is not valid because the provisions under Article 739 on donations also apply to testamentary disposition. Among donations which are considered void are those made between persons who were guilty of adultery or concubinage at the time of the donation. Was it proper for the trial court to consider the intrinsic validity of the provisions of the will? As a general rule, the will should be admitted in probate proceedings if all the necessary requirements for its extrinsic validity have been met and the court should not consider the intrinsic validity of the provisions of said will. However, the exception arises when one will uh, effect contains only one testamentary disposition. In effect, the only testamentary disposition under the will is the giving of the pre-portion to X since legitimes are provided by law. Hence, the trial court may consider the intrinsic validity of the provision of said will. Nugid versus Nugid. Clara, thinking of her mortality, drafted a will and asked Roberta, Hannah, Luisa, and Benamin to be witnesses. During the day of signing of her will, Clara fell down the stairs and broke her arms. Coming from the hospital, Clara insisted on signing her will by thumbmark and said that she can sign her full name later. While the will was being signed, Roberta experienced a stomach ache and kept going to the restroom for long periods of time. Hannah, while waiting for her turn to sign the will, was reading the seventh Harry Potter book on the coats beside the table on which everyone was signing. Benamin, aside from witnessing the will, also offered to notarize it. A week after Clara was run over by a drunk driver while crossing the street in Greenbelt, may the will of Clara be admitted to probate? No. 
the probate should be denied. The requirement that the testator and at least three witnesses must sign all in the presence of one another was not complied with. Binamin who notarized the will is disqualified as a witness, hence he cannot be counted as one of the three witnesses. That is the tricks and other witnesses signed the will not in the presence of Roberta because he was in the restroom for extended periods of time. Inside the restroom, Roberta could not have possibly seen that the statrix and the other witness signed the will by merely casting her eyes in the proper direction. Therefore, the statrix signed the will in the presence of only two witnesses, and only two witnesses signed the will in the presence of the statrix and of one another. It is to be noted, however, that the thumb mark intended by the testator to be his signature in executing his last will and testament is valid. The problem, however, states that Clara said that she can sign her full name later. Hence, she did not consider her thumb mark as her complete signature and intended further action on her part. That is, Tatrix and the other witness signed the will in the presence of Hannah because she was aware of her function and rule as a witness and was in position to see that is Tatrix and the other witness signed by merely casting her eyes in the proper direction. Johnny, with no known living relatives, executed a notarial will giving all his estate to his sweetheart. One day, he had a serious altercation with his sweetheart. A few days later, he was introduced to a charming lady who later became a dear friend. Soon after, he executed a holographic will expressly, revoking the notarial will and so designated his new friend as a soul heir. One day, when he was clearing up his desk, Johnny mistakenly burned along with other papers the only copy of his holographic will. His business associate Eduardo knew well the contents of the will which was shown to him by Johnny the day it was executed. A few days after the burning incident, Johnny died. Both wills were sought to be probated in two separate petitions. Will either or both petitions prosper? The probate of the notarial will shall prosper. The holographic will cannot be admitted to probate because a holographic will can only be probated upon evidence of the will itself unless there is a photographic copy. But since the holographic will was lost and there was no other copy, it cannot be probated. Therefore, the notary will shall be admitted to probate because there is no revoking will. In the case of Gunn versus Yap, the execution and contents of a lost or destroyed holographic will may not be proved by the bare testimony of witnesses who have seen or read a such will. The will itself must be presented, otherwise it shall produce no effect. The law regards the document itself as material proof of authenticity. Mr. Reyes executed a will completely valid as to form. A week later, however, he executed another which, uh, will which expressly revoked his first will, which he tore his first will to pieces. Upon the death of Mr. Reyes, his second will was presented for probate by his heirs, but it was denied probate due to formal defects. Assuming that a copy of the first will is available, may it now be admitted to probate and given effect? Yes, the first will may be admitted to probate and given effect. When the testator tore first will, he was under the mistaken belief that the second will was perfectly and validly uh, or valid and he would not have destroyed the first will had he known that the second will is not valid. The revocation by destruction therefore is dependent on the validity of the second will. Since it turned out that the second will was invalid, the tearing of the first will did not produce the effect of revocation. This is known as the doctrine of dependent relative revocation. Molo versus Molo.
1986, Jennifer and Brad were madly in love. Because a certain Picasso painting reminded Brad of her, Jennifer acquired it and placed it in the bedroom. In 1990, Brad and Jennifer broke up. While Brad was mending his broken heart, he met Angie and fell in love. Because the Picasso painting reminded Angie of him, Brad in his will rebuked the painting to Angie. Brad died in 1995. Saddened by Brad's death, Jennifer asked for the Picasso painting as a remembrance of him. Angie refused and claimed that Brad in his will bequeathed the painting to her. Is Angie correct? No, Angie is not correct. The Picasso painting is not given or donated by Jennifer to Brad. She merely placed it in his bedroom. Hence, he is still the owner of the painting. Not being the owner of the Picasso painting, Brad cannot validly bequeath the same to Angie. Even assuming that the painting was impliedly given or donated by Jennifer to Brad, the donation is nevertheless void for not being in writing. The Picasso painting must be worth more than 5,000 pesos under Article 748. The donation and acceptance of a movable worth more than 5,000 pesos must be in writing, otherwise the donation is void. Jennifer remained the owner of the Picasso painting and Brad could not have validly disposed of said painting in favor of Angie in his will. Don died after executing a last will and testament, leaving his estate valued at 12 million to his common-law wife, Rochelle. He is survived by his brother, Ronnie, and his half-sister, Mitchell. Was Don's testamentary disposition of his estate in accordance with the law on succession? Yes, Don's testamentary disposition of his estate is in accordance with the law on succession. Don has no compulsory heirs, not having ascendants, descendants, nor a spouse. Brothers and sisters are not compulsory heirs. Thus, he can bequeath his entire estate to anyone who is not otherwise incapacitated to inherit from him. A common law wife is not incapacitated under the law as Don is not married to anyone. If Don failed to execute a will during his lifetime as his lawyer, how will you distribute the uh, estate? After paying the legal obligations to the estate, I will give Rooney uh, as full-blood brother of Don two-thirds of the net estate, twice the share of Mitchell, the half-sister who shall receive one-third. Rochelle will not receive anything as he is not a legal heir. And assuming he died in the state survived by his brother Ronnie, his half-sister Mitchell, and his legitimate son Jason, how will you distribute his estate? Jason will be entitled to the entire one-half million uh, or the entire 12 million as the brother and sister will be excluded by a legitimate son of the decedent. This follows the principle of proximity where the nearer excludes the farther. Assuming further, he died in the state, survived by his father, Juan, his brother, Rooney, his half-sister, Mitchell, and his legitimate, legitimate son, Jason. How will you distribute his estate? Jason will still be entitled to the entire 12 million as the father, brother, and sister will be excluded by the legitimate son of the descendant. This follows the principle that the descendants excludes the ascendants from inheritance. Mario executed his last will and testament where he acknowledges the child being conceived by his living partner Jose as his own child and that his house in Latin Baguio City be given to his unborn conceived child. Are the acknowledgement and the donation mortis causa valid? Yes, 
The acknowledgement is considered valid because a will, although not required to be filed by the notary public, may still constitute a document which contains an admission of illegitimate filiation. The recognition of an illegitimate child does not lose its legal effect even though the will therefore or wherein it was made should be revoked. This provision by itself warrants a conclusion that a will may be considered as proof of filiation. The donation mortis causa may be considered valid because although unborn, a fetus as a presumptive personality for all purposes favorable to it provided it be born under the condition specified. Alfonso, a bachelor without any descendant or ascendant, in his last will, he devised all the properties which he possessed to his uh, favorite brother Manuel. He wrote in his will that he owned only one parcel of land, but in time he died, he owned 20 parcels of land. His other brothers and sister insist that his will should pass only the parcel of land he owned at the time of it was written and did not cover his properties acquired, which should be by interstate succession. Manuel claims otherwise. Why is correct? Manuel is correct because property acquired after making of a will shall only pass thereby as if the testator has possessed it at the time of making the will, should it expressly appear by the will that such was his intention, since Alfonso's intention to devise all properties he owned at the time of his death expressly appears on the will, then all the 20 parcels of land are included in the device. Natividad's holographic will, which had only one substantial provision as first written, named Rosa as her sole heir. However, when Gregorio presented it for probate, it already contained an alteration naming Gregorio instead of Rosa as sole heir. But without authentication by Natividad's signature, Rosa opposes the probate alleging just such lack of proper authentication. She claims that the unaltered form of the will should be given effect, whose claim should be granted. It depends if the cancellation of Rosa's name in the will was done by that testator himself or by Manatibidad, Rosa's claim that the holographic will in its original tenor should be given effect must be denied. The said cancellation has revoked the entire will as nothing remains of the will after the name of Rosa was cancelled. Such cancellation is valid revocation of the will and does not require authentication by the full signature of the testator to be effective. However, if the cancellation of Rosa's name was not done by the testator himself, such cancellation shall not be effective and the will in its original tenor shall remain valid. The efficacy of a holographic will cannot be left to the mercy of unscrupulous third parties. The writing of Gregory's name as sole heir was ineffective even though written by the testator himself because such is an alteration that requires the authentication by the full signature of the testator to be valid and effective, not having been authenticated, the designation of Gregorio as an heir was ineffective. On December 1, 2000, Dr. Juanito Fuentes executed a holographic will wherein he gave nothing to his recognized illegitimate son, Jay. Dr. Fuentes left for the United States, passed the New York Medical Licensure Examinations, resided therein and became a naturalist American citizen. He died in New York in 2007. The laws of New York do not recognize holographic wills or compulsory heirs. Can holographic will of Dr. Fuentes be admitted to probate in the Philippines? Yes, the holographic will of Dr. Fuentes may be admitted to probate in the Philippines because there is no public policy violated of such probate. The only issue of probate in the due execution of the will which includes the formal validity of the will. 
As regards formal validity, the only issue the court will resolve approbate is whether or not the will was executed in accordance with the form prescribed by the law observed by the prestator in the or in the execution of his will. For purposes of probate in the Philippines, an alien testator may observe the law of the place where the will was executed or the formalities of the law of the place where he resides or according to the formalities of the law of his own country or in accordance with the Philippine Civil Code. Since Dr. Fuentes executed his will in accordance with the Philippine law, the Philippine court shall apply the new civil code in determining the formal validity of the holographic will. The subsequent change in the citizenship of Dr. Fuentes did not affect the law governing the validity of his will. Under the new civil code, which was the law used by Dr. Fuentes, the law enforced at the time of execution of the will shall govern the formal validity of the will. Assuming that the will is probated in the Philippines, can Jay validly insist that he be given or that he be given his legitimate? No, Jay cannot insist because under New York law, he is not a compulsory heir entitled to a legitimate. The national law, the testator determines who his heirs are, the order that they succeed, how much their successional rights are and whether or not a testamentary disposition in his will is valid. Since uh, Dr. Fentes was a U.S. citizen, the laws of the New York determines who, has, or who his heirs are and since the New York law does not recognize the concept of compulsory heirs, Jay is not a compulsory heir of Dr. Fentes entitled to a legitimate. Alden and Stella, both former Filipino citizens, were married in the Philippines but later migrated to U.S whom became naturalized as American citizens. In their union, they were able to accumulate several year properties in the U.S. and in the Philippines. Unfortunately, they were not blessed with children. In the U.S., they executed a joint will instituting as their common heirs to divide their combined estate in equal shares, the five siblings of Alden and the seven siblings of Stella. Alden passed away in 2013 and a year later, Stella also died. The siblings of Alden were all citizens of the U.S. instituted probate proceedings in the U.S. court, including the siblings of Stella who were all in the Philippines. Was the joint will executed by Alden and Stella who were both former Filipinos valid? Yes, the joint will of Alden and Stella is valid being no longer Filipino citizens at the time they executed their joint will. The prohibition under our civil code on joint wills will no longer apply to Alden and Stella. For as long as their will was executed in accordance with the law of the place where they reside or the law of the country of which they are citizens or even in accordance with the civil code, a will executed by an alien is considered valid in the Philippines. Can the joint will produce legal effect in the Philippines with respect to the properties of Alden and Stella found here? Yes, the joint will of Alden and Stella can take effect even the, uh, with respect to the properties located in the Philippines because what governs the distribution of their estate is no longer Philippine law but their national law at the time of their demise. Hence, the joint will produces legal effect even with respect to the properties situated in the Philippines. Is the situation presented in item 1 uh, is an example of DPKs? No, 
because the decades is a process of applying rules of different states on the basis of the precise issue involved. It is a conflict of laws where different issues within a case may be governed by the laws of different states. In the situation in letter A, no conflict of laws will arise because Alden and Stella are no longer Filipino citizens at the time of the execution of their joint will and the place of execution is not the Philippines. Manuel, a Filipino and his American wife, Eleanor, executed a joint will in Boston, Massachusetts when they were residing in said city. The law of Massachusetts allows the execution of joint wills short or shortly thereafter, Eleanor died. Can the said will be probated in the Philippines for the settlement of her estate? Yes. The will may be probated in the Philippines insofar as the estate of Eleanor is concerned, while the civil code prohibits the execution of joint wills here and abroad, such provision applies only to Filipinos. Hence, the joint will which is valid where executed is valid in the Philippines, but only with respect to Eleanor. It is void with respect to Manuel, whose joint will remains void in the Philippines despite being valid where it is executed. John Sagon and Maria Carla Camua, British citizens at birth, acquired Philippine citizenship by naturalization after their marriage. During their marriage, the couple acquired substantial holdings in London and in Makati. Maria begot three children, George Luisito and Jusor. In one of their trips to London, the couple executed a joint will, appointing its other as their heirs and providing that upon the death of the survivor between them, the entire state would go to George and Luisito only, but the two could not dispose of nor divide the London estate as long as they lived. John and Maria died tragically in the London subway terrorist attack in 2005. George and Luis Sita filed a petition for probate of their parents' will before Makati RTC. Jushior vehemently objected because he was preterated. Should the will be admitted to probate? No. The will should not be admitted to probate since the couple are both Filipino citizens. Article 818 and 819 shall apply. The articles prohibit the execution of joint wills and make them void even though authorized by the laws of the country where they were executed. Are the testamentary disposition valid? No. Since the joint will is void, all the testamentary dispositions written therein are also void. However, if the will is valid, the institution of heirs shall be annulled because Jusor was preterated. He was preterated because he will receive nothing from the will, will receive nothing by intestacy, and the facts do not show that he received anything as an advance on his inheritance. He was totally excluded from the inheritance of his parents. Is the testamentary prohibition against the division of the London estate valid? Assuming the will of John and Maria is valid, the testamentary prohibitions on the division of the London estate shall be valid, but only for 20 years. A testamentary disposition of the testator cannot forbid the partition of all or part of the estate for a period longer than or longer than 20 years. Ricky and Arlene are merely bigot Franco. During their first marriage, Franco had an illicit relationship with Audrey and out of which they begot Arnel. Franco predeceased Ricky, Arlene, and Arnel. Before Ricky died, he executed a will which when submitted to probate was opposed by Arnel on the ground that he should be given the share of his father, Franco. Is the opposition of Arnel correct? No. His opposition is not correct. 
Arnel cannot inherit from Ricky in representation of his father Franco. The representative must not only be a legal heir of the person he is representing, but he must also be a legal heir of the descendant he seeks to inherit from. While Arnel is a legal heir of Franco, he is not a legal heir of Ricky because an illegitimate child has no right to inherit ab intestato from the legitimate children and relatives of his father or mother. Arnel is disqualified to inherit from Ricky because Arnel is an illegitimate child of Franco and Ricky is a legitimate relative of Franco. When it is expressly stated in the will, when a widower died, leaving a will stating that the house in lot where he lived cannot be partitioned for as long as the youngest of his four children desires to stay there. Other co-heirs may not any time demand the uh, partition of the house in lot. Since it was expressly provided by the descendant in his will that the same cannot be partitioned while his youngest child desires to stay there. And descendant to prohibit by will the partition of a property in his estate for a period not longer than 20 years, no matter what his reasons may be. Hence, the three co heir can demand its partition only after 20 years from the death of their uh, father, even if the deceased parent did not leave a will. If the house and lot constituted their family home, partition is prohibited for a period of 10 years, for as long as uh, or for as long as there is a minor beneficiary living in the family home. Pedro, upon arrival at Naia working abroad, died. He still have his parents, Modisto and Jacinta, and a common law spouse, Beneranda, uh, having three children, and Alex, his child by Carol, his departed legal wife. He owns farmland and savings uh, where all the properties he left who are Pedro's legal heirs and the shares of his legal heir to the estate. The shares to Pedro's estate are as follows. Alex shall inherit one half of the estate of Pedro while the other three children to Binaranda is entitled to one sixth of the estate because they are illegitimate children. Under the civil code, a legitimate child shall inherit one half of the estate while under our family code, illegitimate children are only entitled to half-blood or half of the share of the, of, the, of the legitimate child. While Biniranda is not an heir since she is not the legal spouse of Pedro, while Modesto and Asinta are excluded because Pedro has children under civil code, parents are excluded from the shares of their child when the child has legal descendants. Assuming that Pedro's will is discovered soon after his funeral in the will, he disposed of half of his estate in favor of Biniranda and the other half in favor of his children and his parents in equal shares. Assuming also that the will is admitted to probate by the proper court, are the testamental dispositions valid and effective under the law on succession? No. The testamentary dispositions are not valid and effective because such testamentary disposition must not impair the legitimacy of the testator's compulsory heirs. Under the civil code, for the testamentary disposition be effective, the legitimacy of the respective compulsory heirs must not be impaired by such testamentary dispositions. In this case, the dispositions impair the legitimacy of Pedro's children, which are as follows: one half of the estate to Alex, one fourth of the estate. It's to the three illegitimate children which shall be proportionately reduced since the legitimes already exceed the balance of the estate. Hence, the testamentary dispositions are not valid and 
effective. Princess Mary Roberto and Borasan Onofre. Roberto died in a plane crash. Princess later married Mark and he also had a son, Pipito. Onofre donated to Pipito his half-brother, a Latin Makati, worth 3 million. Pipito succumbed to an illness and died in the state. The lot given to Pipito by Onofre was inherited by his father, Mark. Mark also died in the state. Lonely princess uh, followed Mark to the life beyond. The claimants to the subject lot emerged. Jujo, the father of Princess Victor, the father of Mark, and Jericho, the father of Roberto, who among the three ascendants is entitled to the lot. The father of Princess Jujo is entitled to the lot. This is clear case of Reserva Troncal. The origin is Onofre. The propositos is Pipito. The mode of transmission Panopre to Pipito is donation, hence by gratitos title. The reservista is Mark who acquires it from his descendant uh, or son Pipito by legitim and intestacy, hence by operation of law. The reservatario is princess, a relative of the propositos Pipito within the third degree and who belong to the line of origin uh, is the maternal line because Onopre, the origin, and Pipito, the peripositos, are material half-blood siblings. When Mark, the reservista, died, the property passed to princess as sole reservatario, thus extinguishing the reserva troncal. Upon princess' death, the property was transmitted up its state to her father, Judo. Uh, transmission to Jojo is by the ordinary rule of compulsory and interstate succession, not by reserva troncal because the reserve was extinguished upon the transmission of the property to princess, this making princess the absolute owner subject to no reservation. Legal or interstate succession The Iron Curtain Rule Thomas Jr., a grandson, being a legitimate child of the deceased legitimate son Thomas, cannot inherit up in the state from the deceased of Don Ricardo, his lolo, because of the Iron Curtain Rule under Rule Article 992 of the Civil Code. Thomas cannot argue that Article 992 is violative of the Equal Protection Clause because equal protection simply requires that all persons or things similarly situated should be treated alike both as to rights conferred and responsibilities imposed. It, however, does not require the universal application of the laws to all persons or things without distinction. What this simply requires is equality among equals as determined according to a valid classification. Indeed, the Equal Protection Clause permits classification. Bert and Jew both male and single lived together as common law spouses and agreed to raise a son of Bert's living brother as their child without legally adopting him. Bert worked while Jew took care of their home and the boy. In their 20 years of cohabitation, they were able to acquire real estate assets registered in their names as co-owners. Unfortunately, Bert died of cardiac arrest, leaving no will. Bert was survived by his biological siblings, Jew and the boy. Can Article 147 on co-ownership apply to Bert and Jew, whereby all properties they acquired will be presumed to have been acquired by their joint industry and shall be owned by them on equal shares? No. Article 147 cannot apply to Bert and Jew because the law only applies to a man and a woman who are capacitated to marry each other who live together as husband and wife without the benefit of marriage or under avoid marriage. In the case of Bert and Jew, they are both men, so the law does not apply. What are the successional rights of the boy, 
birth and you raise as their son. Neither of the two will inherit from birth and you cannot inherit because the law does not recognize the right of a stranger to inherit from a descendant in the absence of a will. Their cohabitation will not vest Joe with the right to inherit from birth. The child will likewise not inherit from birth because of the lack of formal adoption of the child. A mere ward or ampon has no right to inherit from the adopting parents. If Bert and Joe had decided in the early years of their cohabitation to jointly ad adopt, the boy would he have been legally allowed to do so? Explain. No, Bert and Joe could not have jointly adopted the boy under the Domestic Adoption Act. Joint adoption is permitted and in certain cases mandated for spouses. Here, Bert and Joe are not spouses. Ernesto and OFW has savings of 100,000 pesos and died. He left his uh, widowed mother, common-law wife, and their twin sons. He left no will, no debts, no other relatives, and no other properties except the money in the savings accounts, who are here, his heirs. The mother and twin sons are entitled to inherit from Ernesto. If legitimate ascendants are left, the twin sons shall divide the inheritance with them, taking one half of the estate. Thus, the widowed mother gets 50,000 pesos while the twin sons shall receive 25,000 each. The common life or common law wife cannot inherit from him because when the law speaks widow or widower as a compulsory heir, the law refers to a legitimate spouse. The spouses Peter and Paula had three children. Paula later obtained a judgment of nullity of marriage, their absolute community of property having been dissolved, they delivered one million to each of their three children as their presumptive legitimes. Peter later remarried and had two children by his second wife, uh, Marie. Peter and Marie having successfully engaged in business acquired real properties, Peter later died in the state. What are Peter's legal heirs and how uh, will his estate be divided among them? The legal heirs of Peter are his children by the first and second marriage and his surviving second wife. Their shares in the estate of Peter will depend, however, on the cause of the nullity of the first marriage. If the nullity of the first marriage was psychological incapacity of one or both spouses, the three children of that void marriage are legitimate, and all of the legal heirs shall share the estate of Peter in equal shares. If the judgment of nullity was for other causes, the three children are illegitimate, and the estate shall be distributed such that an illegitimate child of the first marriage shall receive half of the share of a legitimate child of the second marriage, and the second wife will inherit a share equal to that of a legitimate child. In no case may the two legitimate children of the second marriage receive a share less than one half of the estates which is their legitimate. When the estate is not sufficient to pay all the legitimes of the compulsory heirs, the legitime of the spouse is preferred and the illegitimate children suffer the reduction. Thus, the following are the competitions. If the ground of nullity is psychological uh, incapacity, the three children by first marriage will receive one-sixth of the estate uh, its or for its, two children by second marriage, one-sixth of the estate for its, and the surviving second spouse, one-sixth of the estate. In all, the shares of the three children and the two children, the second marriage, and the surviving spouse are one-sixth if the ground of uh, the uh, nullification is based on psychological incapacity. 
While if the ground of nullity is not psychological capacity, the shares are the following. Two legitimate children, one-fourth of uh, the estate for its of second marriage. Surviving second spouse, one-fourth of the estate. And the three illegitimate children will receive one-twelfth of the estate for its of first marriage. Note, the legitimate of an illegitimate child is supposed to be one-half the legitimate of a legitimate child or one-eighth of the estate. But the estate will not be sufficient to pay the said legitimate of the three illegitimate children because only one-fourth of the estate is left after paying the legitimate of the surviving spouse which is preferred. Hence, the remaining one-fourth of the estate shall be divided among the three illegitimate children. What is the effect of the receipt by Peter's three children by his first marriage of their presumptive legitimes on the right to inherit following Peter's death? In the distribution of Peter's estate, one half of the presumptive legitim received by the three children of the first marriage shall be collated to Peter's estate and shall be imputed as an advance of their respective inheritance from Peter. Only half of the presumptive legitimate is collated to the estate of Peter because the other half shall be collated to the estate of his first wife. Ramon Mayaman died in the state, leaving net estate of 10 million pesos. Determine how much its, uh, its heir will receive from the estate. If Ramon is survived by his wife, three full-blood brothers, two half-brothers, and one nephew who is the son of a deceased full-blood brother. Having died in the state, the estate of Ramon shall be inherited by his wife and his full and half-blood or half-blood siblings or their respective representatives. And in testacy, if the wife concurs with no one but the siblings of the husband, all of them are the intestate heirs of the deceased husband. The wife will receive half of the intestate estate, while the siblings or their respective representatives will inherit the other half to be divided among them equally. If some siblings are of the full blood and the other of the half blood, a half blood siblings will receive half the share of a full blood siblings. Thus, the wife of Ramon will therefore receive one half of the estate of the amount of five million. The three full blood brothers will therefore receive one million each. The nephew will receive one million by right of representation. The two half blood brothers will receive five hundred thousand pesos each. If Ramon is survived by his wife, a half-sister, and three nephews, sons of a deceased full-blood brothers, explain. The wife will receive one half of the estate, which is five million pesos. The other half-blood be inherited by one, the full-blood brother, represented by his three children, and two, the half-sister. They will divide the other half between them such that the share of the half-sister is just half the share of the full-blood brother. The share of the full-blood brother shall in turn be inherited by the three nephews in equal shares by right of representation. Therefore, the three nephews will receive 1,111,111.10 each. The half-sister will receive the sum of 1,666,666.60. No legal or compulsory heirs. Under the civil code, the widow or widower is a legal and compulsory heir of the deceased spouse. If the widow is the only surviving heir, there being no legitimate ascendants, descendants, brothers and sisters, nephews and nieces, she gets the entire estate. 
Mr. Cruz and Mrs. Cruz, who are childless, met with a serious motor vehicle, Mr. Cruz at the wheel and Mrs. Cruz seated beside him, resulting in the instant death of Mr. Cruz. Mrs. Cruz was still alive when help came out, but she also died on the way to the hospital. The couple acquired properties worth $1 million during their marriage, which are being claimed by the parents of both spouses in equal shares. Is the claim of both sets of parents valid and why? No, the claim of both parents is not valid. When Mr. Cruz died, he was succeeded by his wife and his parents as his interstate heirs who will share his estate equally. His estate was 0.5 million pesos which is his half share in the absolute community amounting to 1 million pesos. His wife will therefore inherit 0.25 million pesos and his parents will inherit another 0.25 million pesos. When Mrs. Cruz died, she was succeeded by her parents as her interstate heirs. They will inherit all her estate consisting of the 0.5 million half share in the absolute community and her 0.25 million in returns from her husband or a total of 0.750 or 0.750 million pesos. In sum, the parents of Mr. Cruz will inherit 250,000 pesos while the parents of Mrs. Cruz will inherit 750,000 pesos. Suppose in the above question, both Mr. and Mrs. Cruz were already dead when help came so that nobody could say when uh, who died ahead of the other. Would your answer be the same to the question as to who are entitled to the properties of the deceased couple? This being a case of succession, in the absence of proof as to the time of death of each of the spouses, it is presumed that they died at the same time and no transmission of rights from one to the other is deemed to have taken place. Therefore, each of them is deemed to have an estate valued at 500,000 pesos or one half of their conjugal property of 1 million. The respective parents will thus inherit the entire 1 million in equal shares of 500,000 per set of parents. Esteban and Marta had four children, Rolando, John, Mark, and Hector. Rolando had a daughter, Edith, while Mark had a son, Philip. After the death of Esteban and Marta, their three parcels of land were adjudicated to John. After the death of John, the properties passed to his surviving spouse, Anita, and son, Cesar. When Anita died, her share went to her son, Cesar. Ten years after Cesar died in the state without any issue. Pitsy, Anita's sister, adjudicated to herself the properties as the only surviving heir of Anita and Cesar. Edith and Philip would like to recover the properties, claiming that they should have been reserved by Pitsy in their behalf and must now revert back to them. Is the contention of the Edith and Philip valid? No, the contention is not valid. The property adjudicated to June from the estate of his parents, which he turned left to Anita and Caesar, is not subject to reservation in favor of Edith and Philip. In a case, the court ruled that lineal character of the reservable property is reckoned from the ascendant from whom the propositos received the property by gratuitous title. The ownership should be reckoned only from June, as he is the ascendant from where the first transmission occurred or from whom Caesar inherited the properties. Moreover, Article 891 provides that person obliged to reserve the property should be an ascendant. Pitsy is not Caesar's ascendant but a mere collateral relative. On the assumption that the property is reservable, Edith and Philip being first uh, cousins of Caesar, with the propositos are disqualified to be reservatarios as they are not third-degree relatives of Caesar. Qualifications to a family home 
To qualify as beneficiary of the family home, the person must be among those mentioned in Article 54. He or she must be actually living in the family home and must be dependent for legal support upon the head of the family. On this case, Lucas, the son of Carlito, satisfies the first and second requisites. He cannot, however, directly claim legal support from his grandmother, Leonora, because the person primarily obliged to give support to Lucas is his father, Carlito. Thus, partition may be successfully disclaimed by Leonora and Danilo. This case happened when, in March 30, 2000, Mariano died in the state and was survived by his wife, Leonora, and children, Danilo and Carlito. One of the properties he left was a piece of land in Alabang where he built his residential house. After is Burial, Yunora and Mariano's children extrajudicially settled his estate. Thereafter, Yunora and Danilo advised Carlito of their intention to partition the property. Carlito opposed invoking Article 159 of the Family Code. Carlito alleged that since his minor child, Lucas, still resides in the premises, the family home continues until that minor beneficiary becomes obeyed. Isidro and Irma, Filipinos both 18 years of age, were passengers of an airplane that was boarded by criminals hijacked and uh, Isidro suffered a heart attack and was on the verge of death. Since Irma was already 8 months pregnant by Isidro, she pleaded to the hijackers to allow the assistant pilot to solemnize her marriage with Isidro. Soon after the marriage, Isidro expired. As the plane landed in Libya, Irma gave birth. However, the baby died a few minutes after the complete delivery. Back in the Philippines, Irma immediately filed a claim for inheritance. The parents of Isidro opposed her claim contending that the marriage between her and Isidro was void ab initio on the following grounds. A. They had not given their consent to the marriage of their son. B. There was no marriage license. And C. The solemnizing officer had no authority to perform the marriage. And D. Solemnizing officer did not file an affidavit of marriage with a proper civil register. Does Irma have any successional rights at all? Irma succeeded to the estate of Isidro as his surviving spouse to the estate of her legitimate child. When Isidro died, he was succeeded by his surviving wife Irma and his legitimate unborn child. They divided that estate equally between them, the child excluding the parents of Isidro. An unborn child is considered born for all purposes favorable to it, provided it born later. The child was considered born because having an intrauterine life of more than seven months, it lived for a few minutes after its complete delivery. It was legitimate because it was born within the valid marriage of the parents. Succession is favorable to it. When the child died, Irma inherited the share of the child. However, the share of the child in the hands of Irma is subject to reserva truncal for the benefit of the relatives of the child within the third degree of consanguinity and who belong to the line of Isidro. Luna died leaving an estate of 10 million pesos. His widow gave birth to a child four months after Mr. Luna's death, but the child died five hours after birth. Two days after the child's death, the widow Mr. Luna also died because she had suffered from difficult childbirth. The estate of Mr. Luna is now being claimed by his parents and the parents of his widow, who is entitled to Mr. Luna's estate and why. Half of the estate of Mr. Luna will go to the parents and Mrs. Luna as their inheritance from Mrs. Luna. 
while the other half will be inherited by the appearance of Mr. Luna as the reservatarios of the reserved property inherited by Mrs. Luna from her child. When Mr. Luna died, his heirs were his wife and the unborn child. The unborn child inherited because the inheritance was favorable to it and it was born alive later through it lived only uh, for five hours. Mrs. Luna inherited half of the 10 million estate while the unborn child inherited the other half. When the child died, it was survived by its mother, Mrs. Luna. As the only heir, Mrs. Luna inherited by operation of law the estate of the child consisting of 5 million inheritance from Mr. Luna. In the hands of Mrs. Luna, what she inherited from her child was subject to reserva truncal for the benefit of the relatives of the child within the third degree of consanguinity and who belong to the family of Mr. Luna, the line where the property came from. When Mrs. Luna died, she was survived by her parents as her only heirs. Her parents will inherit her estate consisting of the 5 million she inherited from Mr. Luna. The other 5 million she inherited from her child will be delivered to the parents of Mr. Luna as beneficiaries of the reserve property. In sum, 5 million pesos of Mr. Luna's estate will go to the parents of Mrs. Luna, while the other 5 million pesos will go to the parents of Mr. Luna as reservatarios. In reservatarios and what shares they will take, the direct line excludes the collateral. The descending direct line excludes the ascending. The nearer excludes the more remote. The nephews and nieces exclude the uncles and the aunts. And half-blood relatives inherit half the share of full-blood relatives. In Reserva Troncal, not all the relatives within the third degree will inherit as reservatario, and not all those who are entitled to inherit will inherit in the equal shares. The applicable laws of interstate succession will determine who among the relatives will inherit as reservatarios and what shares they will take. That is, the direct line excludes the collateral law. The descending direct line excludes the ascending. The nearer excludes the more remote. Ganipios and nieces exclude the uncles and the aunts, and half-blood relatives inherit half the share of full-blood or full-blooded relatives. If father had three legitimate children, A, B, and C, B has one legitimate child, X, C has two legitimate children, Y and C, F and A rode together in a car and perished together at the time in the vehicular accident, F and A, one of the child died. Each of them leaving substantial estates in intestacy. Who are the intestate heirs of F? What are their respective fractional shares? B. Its shares is one half. And C. Its shares is one half. Who are the intestate heirs of A? What are their respective fractional shares? Under Article 105, should brothers and sisters survive together with nephews and nieces who are the children of the descendants, brothers and sisters of the full blood, the former shall inherit per capita and the latter per stripes. B and C should inherit both one half of the whole estate. If B and C both predeceased F, who are F's interstate heirs? What are their respective fractional shares? Do they inherit in their own right or by representation? Under Article 982, the grandchildren and other descendants shall inherit by right of representation. 
and if any one of them should have died, leaving several heirs, the portion pertaining to him shall be divided among the latter in equal portions. X should inherit one half share by representation of B. Y and C should inherit one fourth share each by representation of C. If B and C both repudiated their shares in the estate of F, who are F's intestate heirs, what are their respective fractional shares? Do they inherit in their own right or by representation? X inherits one-third of his, uh, in his own right. Y inherits one-third in his own right. 2 inherits one-third in his own right. Article 977 provides that heirs who repudiate their share cannot be represented. Enrique died leaving a net hereditary estate of 1.2 million pesos. He is survived by his widow, three legitimate children, two legitimate grandchildren, sired by a legitimate child who predeceased him, and two recognized illegitimate children. Distribute the estate and intestacy. Under the theory of concurrence, the shares are as follows. A. Legitimate child, 200,000 pesos. Legitimate child or B. Legitimate child, 200,000 pesos. C. Legitimate child, 200,000 pesos. D. Legitimate child uh, who predeceased no share. E. Legitimate child of the 100,000 by right of representation. F. Legitimate child of the 100,000 by right of representation. G. Illegitimate child, 100,000, one-half share of the legitimate child. H. Illegitimate child, 100,000, one-half share of the legitimate child. And the widow, 200,000, same share as legitimate child. Ricky and Arlene are married. They begot Franco during their marriage. Franco had an illicit relationship with Audrey and out of which they begot Arnel. Franco predeceased Ricky, Arlene, and Arnel. Before Ricky died, he executed a will which, when submitted to probate, was opposed by Arnel on the ground that he should be given the share of his father Franco. Is the opposition of Arnel correct? No. His opposition is not correct. Arnel cannot inherit from Ricky in the representation of his father Franco. In representation, the representative must not only be a legal heir of the person he is representing, he must also be a legal heir of the descendant he seeks to inherit from. While Arner is a legal heir of Franco, he is not a legal heir of Ricky because under Article 992, an illegitimate child has no right to inherit ab intestato from the legitimate children and relatives of his father or mother. Arnel is disqualified to inherit from Ricky because Arnel is an illegitimate child of Franco and Ricky is a legitimate relative of Franco. Tessie died survived by her husband, Mario, and two nieces, Mitchell and Jurel, who are the legitimate children of an elder sister who had predeceased her. The only property she left behind was a house in lot worth 2 million pesos which Tessie and her husband had acquired with the use of Mario's savings from his income as a doctor. How much of the property of its value, if any, may Mitchell and Jurel claim as their hereditary shares as nieces? Article 101 of the Civil Code provides, Should brothers and sisters or their children survive with the widow or widower, <clears throat> the latter shall be entitled to one half of the inheritance and the brothers and sisters of the children to the other half. Tessie's gross estate consists of a house and lot acquired during her marriage 
making it part of the community property. Thus, one half of said property would have be set aside as Marius conjugal share from the community property. The other half amounting to 1 million pesos is her conjugal share net estate and should be distributed to her intestate heirs. Applying the above provision of law, Mitchell and Durell thesis nieces are entitled to one half of her conjugal share worth 1 million pesos or 500,000 pesos while the other one half amounting to 500 will go to Mario, thesis surviving spouse. Mitchell and Durell are then entitled to 250,000 pesos each as their hereditary share. Dependents file a motion to dismiss on the ground that Antero is barred by Article 992 from inheriting from the legitimate brother of his father. How will you resolve the motion? The motion to dismiss should be granted. Article 992 does not apply. Antero is not claiming any inheritance from Eugenio. He is claiming his share in the inheritance of his father consisting of his father's share in the inheritance of Eugenio. As to proceeds of the insurance on the life of the injured, since succession is not involved as regards the insurance contract, the provision of the rules of court on survivorship shall apply. Under the rules, Dr. Lopez, who was 70 years old, is presumed to have died ahead of Roberto, who is presumably between the ages of 15 and 60. Having survived the insured, Roberto's rights as a beneficiary become vested upon the death of Dr. Lopez. When Roberto died, after Dr. Lopez, his right to receive the insurance proceeds became part of his hereditary estate, which in turn was inherited in equal share by his legal heirs, namely his spouse and children. Therefore, Roberto's children and his spouse are entitled to Roberto's one-third share in the insurance proceeds. This is in relation to a case that Dr. Lopez, a 70-year-old widower in his son, Roberto, both died in a fire that gutted their home while they were sleeping in their air-conditioned rooms. Roberto's wife, Marilyn, and their two children were spared because they were in the province of the time. Dr. Lopez left on a state worth 20 million and a life insurance in the amount of 1 million with his three children, one whom is Roberto as beneficiaries. Marilyn is now claiming for herself and her children her husband's share in the estate left by Dr. Lopez and her husband's share in the proceeds of Dr. Lopez's life insurance policy. As to the estate of Dr. Lopez, Marilyn is not entitled to a share in the estate of Dr. Lopez. For purposes of succession, Dr. Lopez and his son Roberto are presumed to have died at the same time. There being no evidence to prove otherwise, and there shall be no transmission of rights from one to the other. Hence, Roberto inherited nothing from his father that Marilyn would uh, in turn inherit from Roberto. The children of Roberto, however, will succeed their grandfather, Dr. Lopez, in representation of their father, Roberto, and together will, uh, will receive one-third of the estate of Dr. Lopez. Since their father, Roberto, was one of the three children of Dr. Lopez, Marilyn cannot represent her husband, Roberto, because the right is not given by law to a surviving spouse. At the age 18, Marian found out that she was pregnant. She insured her own life and named her unborn child as her sole beneficiary. When she was already due to give birth, she and her boyfriend Pietro, the father of her unborn child, were kidnapped in a resort in Bataan where they were vacationing. 
the military gave chase and after one week, they were found in an abandonment or in an abandoned hut in Cavite. Marian and Pietro were hacked with bolos. Marian and the baby were both found dead with the baby's umbilical cord already cut. Pietro survived. Between Marian and the baby, who is presumed to have died ahead. Marian is presumed to have died ahead of the baby. Article 43 applies to persons who are called to succeed each other. The proof of death must be established by positive or circumstantial evidence derived from facts. It can never be established from mere inference in the present case. In It is very clear that only Marian and Pietro were hacked with bolos. There was no showing that the baby was also hacked to death. The baby's death could have been due to lack of nutrition. Pietro as the biological father, or will Pietro as surviving biological father of the baby be entitled to claim the proceeds of the life insurance on the life of Marian? Pietro as the biological father of the baby shall be entitled to claim the proceeds of life insurance of Marian because he is a compulsory heir of the child. A is the acknowledged natural child of B who died when A was already 22 years old. When B's full blood brother C died, he was survived by his son, widow and four children of his other brother D. Claiming that he is entitled to inherit from his father's brother C, A brought suit to obtain his share in the estate of C. Will his action prosper? No. The action A will not prosper on the premise that B, C, and D are legitimate brothers as an illegitimate child of B. A cannot inherit an intestacy from C who is a legitimate brother of B. Only the wife of C in her own right and the legitimate relatives of C, that is the children of D, has C's legitimate nephews inheriting as collateral relatives can inherit an intestacy. For the purpose of this question, assume all formalities and procedural requirements have been complied with. In 1970, Ramon and Desa got married. Prior to their marriage, Ramon had a child, Anna. In 1971 and 1972, Ramon and Desa legally adopted Cherry and Mitchell, respectively. In 1973, Desa died while giving birth to Larry. Anna had a child, Leah. Anna never married. Cherry, on the other hand, legally adopted Shelley. Larry had twins, Hans and Gretel, with his girlfriend, Pluna. In 2005, Anna, Larry, and Cherry died in a car accident. In 2007, Ramon died. Who may inherit from Ramon and who may not? Answer Mitchell, as an adopted child of Ramon, will inherit as a legitimate child of Ramon. As an adopted child, Mitchell has all the rights of a legitimate child. Section 18 Domestic Adoption Law Leah will inherit in representation of Anna. Although Leah is an illegitimate child, she is not barred by Article 992 because her mother Anna is an illegitimate child or is an illegitimate herself. She will represent Anna as regards Anna's legitim under Article 902 and as regards Anna's intestate share under Article 990. The following may not inherit from Ramon. Shelly, being an adopted child, she cannot represent Cherry. This is because adoption creates a personal legal relation only between the adopter and the adopted. The law on representation requires the representative to be a legal heir of the person he is representing and also of the person from whom the person being represented was supposed to inherit. While Shelly is a legal heir of Cherry, Shelly is not a legal heir of Ramon. 
adoption created a purely personal legal relations only between Cherry and Shelley. Hans and Gretel are barred from inheriting from Ramon under Article 992 being illegitimate children. They cannot inherit ab intestato from Ramon. D. Ano FW was on his way home to the Philippines after working for so many years in the Middle East. He had saved 100,000 pesos in his local savings accounts which he intended to use to start up a business in his home country. On his flight home, tragedy struck as a suicide bomber blew up the plane. All the passengers, including D, died. He left behind his widowed mother, his common-law wife, who is the mother of his twin sons, T and S, and his brother B. He left no will, no debts, no other relatives, and no other properties except the money in his savings account. Who are the heirs entitled to inherit from D, and how much should it receive? These heirs uh, entitled to inherit from him are M, his mother, 50,000 pesos, and T and S, his twin sons, 25,000 each. D died in the state and his heirs are the mother, legitimate ascendant, and his twin sons, illegitimate. The mother gets one half of his estate and his two illegitimate sons get the other half. W, the common law, is not an heir of intestato because she is not a legal spouse, she is merely a partner in a non-marital unions. Provisions common to the state and in the state succession.